Welcome to the podcast, Phoenix Jiu-Jitsu Podcast fans. I am your co-host, Jason E. Beber. The E stands for excellence, as we've already determined. With us, as always, trusty button pusher, uh, manager of technical things, brown belt in jiu-jitsu, Daniel Frettel. Yeah, yeah. And our guest today is no one. Yay. <laughs> I kind of like it sometimes when it's just me and you, especially after having two two other people on. It was too much, man. Too much yeah. for me. And you being drunk. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But no, it was interesting to try four people. But yeah, it's a little busy. I don't think that'll be a regular thing. Well, I think, I think if it, I think what, what we should do is we should be very, if we have, have two guests on at the same time, we should be, we as in you and I should be very mindful of not speaking over anyone else, like both of us. Mm hmm. What you trying to say? I'm saying you got drunk and talked over everybody the whole time. <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm have to go back you haven't and listen listened to it. it. <laughs> I haven't. How funny is it that I like, <laughs> like literally the day it comes out, I listen to it probably twice. I'm, really? I'm responsible for almost all two of the listens of all the totals. Wow. Okay. Well, I just want to, I'm like, God damn, I wonder what I said. <laughs> no, I mean, that's a smart move. I should probably do that too. Yeah. I just push past. I'll go check it out, though. Well, you don't push past. Pushing past would insinuate that you listen to it and you tolerate it and you're like, oh, that sucks, and then you, okay, and then you move yeah, through. Okay, you just that. ignore it. I ignore it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a much better terminology right there. Yeah, you ignore it. Yep. And what are we drinking today? Well, um, one of our new students, Gavin, uh, donated a a beer. Uh, I don't. Uh, he's. I think one of his friends owns this brewery. It's called McKellar Brewing from San Diego, California. Brewed and canned by McKellar, San Diego, San Diego, California. Okay, well, there you go. Uh, it is a, let's see here, it is a imperial stout with coffee, cocoa nibs, and peanut butter flavor. It's uh, called the... I couldn't find a name on it. Yeah, I th- I'm going to go with the name is the Beer Geek Peanut Butter Shake. It's 10, 10.8% alcohol. So it should be a fun ride, regardless of the of the taste. <laughs> well, it's got a uh, thanks, Gavin. Yeah, thank you, sir. It's got a very strong. I don't know if it's a peanut butter or what. I think it might be the peanut butter and the chocolate nibs, a little bit of coffee flavor afterwards, but definitely like a dark chocolate. It's like it's a, very peanut butter, yeah. like very very. Mm. I'll drink it. Here's to you. Mm. It's thick, too. It's mm-hmm. almost like Guinness. It's way thicker than Guinness. What are you talking mm. about? It's like literally way thicker than Guinness. Okay. Guinness well, is like... Excuse me. It's thick. You ever you ever thought about this? People have a... It's interesting. So, to be fair, I've never actually drank in a Guinness. I do. I used to do Irish car bombs. So, okay. I don't know what a plain Guinness tastes like. I've always had it mixed. I was about to get an Irish yep. car bomb uh, Friday night. All right. Yep. Yeah. I used to enjoy them. I, I haven't I drank one in a while. On though. fire. Yeah. They won't light them on fire anymore. It's some sort of hazard now. Yeah. Well, I mean, even, you know, back when I first started drinking 10, 12 years ago, it was kind of like hit or miss, depending on which bar you were at as to whether they would light them or not. I'm, I'm way older than you, so they were always on fire when I got them. <laughs> oh, really? O'Charlie's <laughs> wouldn't do that either. Well, it's because you drink at O'Charlie's. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, some bars would, some bars wouldn't. But, like, uh, what's the one uh, down by the Harley-Davidson place? Iron Blunder. 
Yeah, Iron Thunder. Yeah. They would like it. So like I, I said, I like to call them Iron Blunder. Blunder? Blunder. Why? It's just a funny name for the dorkiest band or the dorkiest bar. It seems like the kind of place that you and Billy would go hang out at. So it, I mean, we went there occasionally. <clears throat> yeah. It wasn't I bet a you did. hangout. But it was funny because there were very few like true bikers that hung I know. out there. Yeah, yeah, because it's a terrible place. That <laughs> it nobody was like would hang the biker there. poser bar. Right, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, it's like if you're a, a real poser and you mm. wear those sparkle jeans like Billy wears <laughs> and Affliction t-shirts, <laughs> that's where you. I mean, yeah, that was kind of the. Uh, How the is there like to this, impress place? <laughs> this archetype of douchebag that like has to dress Easy. this one way. Easy. Billy ain't douchebag. Nah, Billy's, Billy's a great a dude. dude. I'm not yeah. saying that. I'm saying like he has some questionable taste. I'll give you that. <laughs> we have to have him on here. We have to. God, it'd I be talked so to much him about it a couple different times. Well, he's busy mm-hmm. riding dirt bikes or something. I don't know. What dirt bikes, saying. horses, side jobs, all kind of stuff. Getting his arm broke and whatnot. <clears throat> I'm gonna kick mm-hmm. him off the um, the group chat here pretty soon. You should. I mean, he ain't been here and he ain't really. <clears throat> Like talked much on the group chat or anything? I think uh, so. Now that the governor, I, I I assume from what I heard, uh, the governor has sort of let us all go back to our normal lives. Uh, thanks, governor it. Governor Cooperhead. Glad I can go back to living how the doing, fuck I want. Uh, what I can do, yeah. Uh, well, it doesn't really affect you, but I like to stay out late and drink when I want and That's as true. much as I want. Yeah. Uh, we live different lives. <laughs> this is Just very to say the least. <laughs> but um but i think uh gyms are back at like 75 percent capacity or something i don't yeah which what? is great for us because the capacity of this building is ridiculous would never have that many people in here yeah so i hope to i hope we outgrow this place mm-hmm. i hope we have like so many people that we have to build a new building or something yeah but i digress my point being um what was my point? I was talking shit about Billy. Oh, I remember now. <laughs> I didn't think you had a point. So, so I'm going to give everybody who's like we uh, for the listeners. We have a private group page for Phoenix Jiu Jitsu members, and like I've been really, I, I usually am pretty. Up until last year, I was pretty strict about um, who I let on. Like, let me back up even further. Phoenix is like this exclusive little club, but it's not. It's not. Um, the only exclusivity, yeah, yeah. yeah. All, you, all you have to do is like pay your membership dues, mm-hmm. and then like come train a whole bunch. Yeah. Then you go through the rigorous <laughs> hazing process of being a white belt. Right. And you're good to go. You know. Yeah, I mean, there's no like. It's not like you have to fuck a goat or anything weird like that. You just have to like show up to class. <laughs> Why is that the first place you went? Well, because um, <laughs> what are they called? Not sororities. The other version. Uh, fraternities. fraternities. Yeah, I hear that's a common thing. I don't oh, know. God. I hope not. I ain't never been. Well, first I didn't go to college, but yeah. I didn't hang out with people like that. All I'm trying to say okay. is I've been pretty slack over the last 12 months because COVID. Hashtag because COVID. And uh, <clears throat> now I'm going to start being a little more strict because now people are like, I mean, there's people on there who haven't been here in a year. More than that. And Bill I, ain't been here in probably close to two. I know, but damn it, if it ain't yeah. hard to like... It's hard to kick off a blue belt. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like somebody that made it, but oh, Billy's yeah. dead. R.I.P. Billy. R.I.P. Billy. Jerry's back. Fuck yeah. And two, <clears throat> it's a little bit easier to kick people out of the closed group because now we have the Friends of Phoenix mm-hmm. groups where they can still keep up with us. You just don't get all the uh, insider information and yeah. the technique videos and all that fun stuff. Well, also, I just try to shelter everyone from Kyle. And Willie. (laughs) (laughs) They should have their own group. That one's optional. 
Well, I started um, for the listeners. I started uh, if, and you're welcome. Like, please send a, a request. I'll approve it. But yep. uh, it's called Friends of Phoenix Jiu Jitsu. It's a, a open public group. We post some content in there. It's fun. Uh, but we've tried to make it. I don't know the. The members group is like pretty salty. We we talk some terrible mm. shit to each other and say yeah. mean things, and it's all in good fun. But I don't feel like the brand new person who's like maybe looking to enroll their children in our youth program <laughs> would necessarily appreciate like the the, the memes, the, the, the hazing that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that we get people. <laughs> so Very true. So I started this other group just for like you know, kind of kind of under like intro to jujitsu sort of thing, mm. and it seems to be working out pretty good. Speaking of which, boom! Ooh, had uh, kids uh, stripe testing yesterday. Oh yeah! It, it so this is my first time uh, teaching a successful kids program. And I've tried it two or three other times, and I was not very good at it. <laughs> but I've had a better plan here lately. And uh, man, uh, all my kids that showed up for the for the test passed their their stripe test, mm-hmm. and it. I mean, I'm not going to say it was. And it a, wasn't like you were just handing out stripes. No, no, no. Like they, they legit they like passed hit everything. It. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And I, what I think is, I think the kids that didn't think they would pass didn't come, uh, which is good. Yeah. Because then you don't have to dis- disappoint, you know, yeah. some kid and his yeah. parents and whatnot. Um, uh-huh. I so, how did, uh, well, how'd you do it? Did you like, you know, did you have them partner up and then mm-hmm. everybody do like this is a scissor sweep and you walk no, around no, and watch no. everybody or was it like one person went at a time and everybody else watched no it's it a group effort but so um fortunately we had an even number of kids show up so that yeah. was cool make it all just partner and i made them shuffle partners several times so that it wasn't like uh you know you know you get with the same the partner that you like and they'll kind of make you look good sort of thing and even the kids oh, yeah. they'll do that right yeah so i made them shuffle a bunch and um i um i've based my first like the first three months off of this um, Gracie Bully Proof program. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> they've got, it's essentially you're teaching children jujitsu through the understanding of these games. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> so the I can tell you the whole test. So it was, uh, you have to know all 10 games. Like, so I'm like, hey, we're going to do uh, Tackle the Giant, and then you're going to do. Uh, Crazy legs, and then you're gonna do uh, crocodile control, and then you're gonna go to mount, and then spider kid, and then bulldozer, and in, like these games have names, yeah. but they're truly like rel- re- um, they relate to jujitsu very well. You're, okay. you're teaching kids jujitsu; they yeah. just don't know it. And uh, so we we did this little test, and then you, you also have to know uh, the five people who are uh, on the wall. So that's Carlos Gracie Sr. and Carlos Gracie Jr., Master Henzo Gracie, TC, and myself. You have to be able to say that's who the, our lineage wall is. Mm-hmm. And then um, you have to know the four steps of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And I stole this from John Donaher. So essentially the shortest version is take your opponent to the ground, get past the dangerous legs, pin them, and then submit them. So pin them, pin them is like a, a volume of control. It doesn't have to be like a pin like in wrestling. Yeah. And then, uh, what else? They had to know how to tie their belt. Obviously, they had to be wearing a gi and a belt if you're going to give them stripes. Yeah. And what else was it? I think that was it. But, I mean, that's enough, you know, for yeah, their, good for their yeah. first stripe. Yeah. I didn't also didn't realize how many belts there were in kids' belts. I don't know. Yeah. There's a whole bunch. Yeah, you got to give out stripes pretty quick. Yeah, they got to. With that. Well, in in typical Phoenix fashion – 
I think these kids have worked like five months to get one stripe. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, fuck. How are you 23 and you're a gray belt? <laughs> well, see my instructor. <laughs> His name is Jason. He's an asshole. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, it's a, it's a working document. I'm like trying mm. to learn as I go. And, you know, the next stripe test will be three months from now. Mm. And, uh, you know, like the kids that are coming in now will probably be eligible for their, their, their stripe. You would probably do a stripe test like every three months or something. I think it'd be good because that way they always have something on the schedule. Yeah. You know, and their parents are always like, you know, I mean, if you don't do stripe tests, you just throw them out there. It's kind of easy to get a little bored with that. But whenever they know, like, hey, you got, you know, a month left until the next stripe test comes around, that kind of gives them a reason to bring the kids more often and make sure they do good in there. You know? I think what, what it could, it could end up being is like, um, well, you give Johnny a stripe because you like him and you didn't give mm. Bob a stripe. I'm like, man, I don't, they're kids, whatever. Yeah. The parents <laughs> come to the test. They see the pass or fail. Yeah. And you know. Right there in front of them. Uh, yeah. Also, I think I'm going to do it like, um, this is going to be for all, uh, for the kids stripe, I think essentially for any test. So there's no test for the, for the adults, right? Mm-hmm. We just give them when we feel like it. Um, or have you, so have you decided to shut down the blue belt test? No, 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 no. Okay. This is one we'll say. So, I think I'm going to make all tests invite only. Okay. So, I will invite you to your blue, to your blue belt test, or I will invite you, and if you're in the kids class, to your stripe test. Hmm. That way, I mean, you're pretty you're pretty certain somebody's. I don't want to say no one's ever going to fail, but like you've you've I mean, worked with them, you've said, hey, here's the information. Do you have any questions? Like, <laughs> I got. I had to fail somebody, and it was not fun. It was not fun. Yeah, but it's necessary. I If I you agree. pass everybody, then, oh, no. cool. Well, you know, you just, I mean, that's the makings of a belt factory. I'm not saying that that definitely well, sure. is, but that's the slippery slope that leads to it. I get it. Yeah. But what I'm saying is if you only invite people who you've worked with, who you, who, who you are certain. Who kind of a shoe in. Well, yeah. yeah, but I'm saying, like, it's not like you're cheating. They know the information. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, like. The test is essentially open book. I mean, yeah, I mean I you wrote know the book. with like eighty percent certainty that they're going to pass. Yeah. then there's no should be no issue unless they just have a really off day or right something like that. Yeah, I got you. But I'm not trying to create a belt factory. I'm saying like you you're not eligible until I think you probably know mm-hmm. the information. You yeah. still have to know it. Well, no, no, no. I think the whole like you know closed invitation thing would shut that down immediately because it ain't like, Hey, everybody show up Saturday. You'll get your stripes. Right. You know what I mean? Right. You're inviting the people that you know have progressed to that level, whether they have an on or off days kind of up to them. That was sort of my thought. Yeah. It kind of gets, man, I like that. Having to fail somebody was not fun. It was pretty hurtful to me and to them. (laughs) (laughs) That's a little rough, man. Well, to look at somebody that you care for and just be like, "Uh, I'm sorry, you did not pass. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And, (laughs) <laughs> and you're like fuck yeah, it wasn't good mm. it, I mean it was good because we uphold a standard but it did not feel good no it wasn't I mean, it's not going to it wasn't pleasant mm-hmm. Daniel <clears throat> my goodness how old your kid he is a year and one month almost a year and two months so or, excuse me I have to do the 13 14 month oh, Jesus, thing right? don't do that please <laughs> he's like 13 he's months and three weeks he's a year can we <laughs> yeah. just go with a year Yep. So I'm friends with this lady on Facebook, and uh, she she has a I don't know if a toddler, however old toddlers are. Mm-hmm. What is that? Two, maybe something. Uh, usually like eight months to like three. Okay, she has a toddler, and uh, 
she was like, she made this big long post about like she had forgotten uh, her kid's shoes. They were they were going out to eat with her mom, and she had forgotten the kid's shoes. And the gist of her post was like, don't don't judge mothers because uh, because they've you know they're overworked and underpaid and have you know you can't never tell what their what their day's been like. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah yeah, why would you do that? And then the picture she chose to post about this was a picture of her kid with standing in the seat at a restaurant with one foot on the table and one foot in the seat. No. And so I'm like, is that? The, the picture kind of, it wasn't a great picture. And I was like, is your kid standing on the table? She's like, <laughs> yes. And And I removed him just after I took the picture. I was like, Okay, well, I'm not judging you because he's not wearing shoes. I'm judging you because your kid's fucking feet are on the surface that other people are going to eat on. Not only that, what if he like topples off of the table and lands on his head? Well, I'm not thinking not about his down. safety. I'm thinking safety. about I'm trying to eat where some kid's yeah. got his damn feet, grubby ass little feet on the table. Oh, like, I mean, no, I completely understand that. But for me, you know, from <clears> the father's standpoint, it's, hey, your kid's about to crack his skull on the ground. Why are you letting him be a little asshole? You know, well, I mean, for real, like, why would you yeah. have? Why would I? <laughs> My son goes around barefoot all the time. Like, Fine. we got the yeah, little socks with the grippies on. Nobody cares. Shit, I've walked around all day with puke on my shirt that I'm wearing right now. <laughs> like things come up, but that doesn't mean my son's gonna have bad manners just because well, that's he's barefoot, what I was getting. You know? I was like, well, no one's judging you for being barefoot, but yeah. definitely, how about you get your kid's feet off the table where, <laughs> yeah. where other people are probably going to eat at some point? You know, yeah. damn. <laughs> And I mean, and I felt like an asshole, but I couldn't not post it. Like I couldn't yeah. not say it. I was like, uh, "Get your kids' feet off the table, please." Yeah. <laughs> wow, uh, it's a good thing I don't have kids. <laughs> yes, it I is. Like, but that's what do you think my kids would be points. like? I don't want to know. I mean, do you think they'd be like? I mean, because I'm parts of my life I'm pretty uh, structured and disciplined in. Really, and in other parts I'm like a complete libertarian. Like, do what you want. I don't care. I think some aspects of that would change if you ever did have a little one. I think they'd have to be homeschooled for sure. Why? Because they wouldn't. You know how my attitude is. Like, ask questions. <laughs> and I'm like, eh, is that really? Is that really how it went? Or did the book just say that? Mm. <laughs> I did not do well in school, Daniel, for that very reason. Could be. Yeah. Why do you jump my shit for asking questions? Then. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, I had a big old mouthful of beer. <laughs> It, define jump your shit and, and define asking questions. Every time I ask questions, or not anymore, but before, whenever I ask questions in jujitsu, you would get rather irate over it. Irate is not the correct description for my for my uh, feelings. Okay. Because what you do is you're not you don't intend on asking so you know some information. You're like I'm gonna sometimes ask. I do. It stumped the beber so I can make him look like a dickhead. <laughs> That's what you do. There was a couple of those in there. A whole bunch. Yeah, wasn't a whole. We bunch. have a new one. His name's Ryan. Ryan Hurt. Hurt. Yeah, he'll yeah. he'll ask like a billion questions. And mm-hmm. luckily, I he's use a him. very analytical guy. Though. I know. So yeah. I will. I'm give just him giving that. him yeah. shit. He's a great dude. Yeah. Sometimes he'll be like, "Why? Why do you do it this way?" I'm like, "Because that's the way Dan Hurst had to do it." <laughs> I mean, I, I feel I like that's a good yeah, answer. I don't, I don't think that, there's a better answer than that. I, yeah. I don't know that. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> the greatest mind in jujitsu said, "Do it this way." So let's do it that way. We'll listen to him till we figure out a better way. Yeah, shit, right. <clears throat> oh. But nah, man, just like it literally changes you. You know, I mean, you hear that as kind of the whole 
catch 22 of it. But, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that changes whenever you have a little one. I can believe it. Yeah, my shit got turned upside down during that. And, I mean, hell, part of it is still upside down right now. A whole lot it of it. It's great, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, good. Mm-hmm. Kids are good. They are. For certain people. <clears throat> I, I don't necessarily. But I ain't going to lie. I think that, like, I think it's way too easy to reproduce. Let's put it that way. You should have to take classes. Like, whenever the hospital cut him loose, I'm like, it, it's just mine now. <laughs> like, <laughs> you what now? Gonna, you're not going to, like, come to my house and make sure he's still alive? Like, <laughs> what are we doing here? You know, it is yeah. kind of weird, right? So, like, Dude, from. Yeah. It's I, very weird. I sort of have, um, I don't think reproducing should be like uh regulated in some way but it does seem odd that you're like you're like well so just 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 yeah put them in a bed what what do i do now like do you just lay them here they just do stuff but literally everything else you do in life you have to take a course. You have to pass a test. You have to like show some ID and credit scores. But I don't. Having I don't approve kid, of that. No, 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 I'm. Not, I'm just saying. Like, since those are in place, I don't approve with either of that either. And yes, I'm one of those people who think if you can, and you have enough money to buy a nuke, you should be able to own a nuke. I don't <laughs> care. But think about everything else in life. I mean, to get a library card, you have to show two forms of ID and shit. You know what I mean? But you want to have a kid? They're like, cool. This is your little human. Try not to screw it up for the rest of the world. Or do. We don't care. Whichever, you know. Get it shots. Don't get it shots, you know. Feed it a healthy, balanced diet or just throw some Cheerios every now and then. <laughs> Whatever you want to do this child. And that's literally the future of the world, not just America. I mean, the future of the world relies on these little humans that— That are going to be big humans. Yeah. Unfortunately, people like myself who have no clue what they're doing <laughs> are able to just raise. But, well— Luckily for me, my wife understands the whole process. She knows all this. Does she stuff. though? Does she? Does, she? Man. Something's think... going on. She's like, "Oh, it's this." I'm like, "Oh, mm, well, that uh, fixed the problem." Mm-hmm. No. Nope. Well, as far as like the character and the personality, yeah, I don't know. That's kind of a crapshoot, anyways. Well, I guess so. what I'm saying is, um, I can only I, because I don't have kids. I can yeah. only only assimilate or uh, relate to you in the fact of like my kids program. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I'm just winging it. I'm just like, well, this seems like a better plan than the last plan I had. And it yeah. seems to be working. Let's just do it this way until we find a better way. Mm-hmm. And then so the, like the kids or the parents will come up. They're like, oh, you're so good with kids. I'm like, really? Because <laughs> I'm literally, this is the first time I've ever done this. I'm just rolling the dice. Well, I think it's a little bit different in teaching kids violence and like teaching them or not only teaching them, but helping them survive. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, it's a little more detailed. Whenever you're the parent, when you're the fun I'm, instructor, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, but I guess what I'm saying is like, but how many of those kids do you have? And this was always my biggest thing when I was training kids, teaching kids, whatever. The parent came in, they're like, "This is Mr. Beber. You have to listen to him." As soon as you hear that, you're like, "Oh, great! These kids don't listen to you whatsoever, and they're gonna make my life hell." Well, I tell you this: this is no lie. So, um, I've never asked. I've never introduced my kid or I've never introduced myself to the kids as like Mr. Beber or sensei or anything. Mm -hmm. They all call me sensei. They're all, I'm like, why, why do y'all call me that? How do you even know? I've never said that in my life. (laughs) And, uh, there are kids in my kids class that I am the only male figure in their life. Like, think about that. Yeah. I mean, first sucks to be those kids, right? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) But secondly, I mean, 
I see them twice a week, sometimes three times a week. Mm-hmm. Like, man, what a that's not cool. Like, mm-hmm. where are their where are their where's their person, the other yeah. person that contributed to their DNA or somebody that mm-hmm. likes them or something? Sperm you know? donor. Yeah. Man, it's it's really sad. And I'm like, God, this sucks, you know? And I, I've had a, a few kids drop off lately. Mm-hmm. Um and that I I know that they come from like not I don't want to say they come from bad situations, but they, you know the, a, a not so ideal or not overly typical lifestyle. Um, you know maybe they they struggle with uh, you know some sort of uh, early onset ADHD or uh, I, I don't I'm not trying to diagnose these kids, but yeah. you know there there are obviously like some kids that struggle with like just normal stuff, mm. you know, yeah, and and. Some of those have kind of dropped off, like most of them actually, which makes my class so much easier to teach. Yeah. But it makes me sad because I'm like, of all the kids in here, those are the kids that needed what we did. Yeah. They need it. They need it more than this kid that's like ultra athletic and super smart and, you know, socially uh, acute to uh, other situations. And I mean, like those kids are probably going to succeed in life. It's the kids that maybe struggle that might need what we Mm -hmm. do. Just because it hard, just because it's hard, doesn't mean they shouldn't have the opportunity to do it. Yeah. But their parents, it seems like it seems like sometimes people's parents or kids' parents are like, "Oh, well, that's that's hard, or that's they struggled, so yeah. we'll 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 pull them out." I'm like, well, that's the opposite reason. Like, it, because it's hard is why you should do it. Yeah. You need struggle. Yeah, you I mean that's the thing that makes. You know? I guess they look at me and they're like, "Oh, he's a black belt. He he, he never struggles." That's crazy talk. I yeah. struggle every time. I mean, mm. every time I grapple with you or Liam or whoever, I'm like, "This should be easier, man. This mm. is bullshit. <laughs> I don't want this black belt anymore." <laughs> what is that? Ooh, that's rain. It's coming down. Wow, that's <laughs> rain. <laughs> that just dropped out. That yeah. is nuts, huh? And now it's subsiding. Hmm. Well. How Listeners, that? that that noise is not uh, my iPhone. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's rain. Yeah, I was looking around. I was like, "What is hmm. that?" But what? no, and that's one of the biggest issues is that this is kind of recreational stress. You know, I mean, there's a huge difference between you know any other type of stress, personal stress, professional stress, with kids, school stress. But recreational stress is kind of where your body gets used to all the other stress, you know, like everybody talked about with jujitsu, it kind of tones down the rest of life, you know, yeah. wherever you're just worried about somebody strangling you, you ain't worried about bills, work and all that stuff. Good Lord. Well, I mean, the same thing with kids, especially now, the one thing that I thought would be excellent for the class was just, you know, everything's done over zoom now. Now school's starting to pick back up, but they're not encouraging kids to do recreational activities. Most school sports are still kind of dead. Almost After all school of them. programs, all that stuff, yeah. So this is awesome that they can actually go down there and put hands on other children. Sure. You know? You know, um, I don't want to turn this into the, the COVID hour, as we often do. Mm-hmm. But, uh, man, just last month, one of my parents said, uh, hey, coach, uh, my kid's not feeling so good. You know, we're just going to sit it out, for you know, just because of the, the, the virus and whatnot. I said, oh, okay, cool. Thanks for, you know, thanks for being diligent, yeah. right? Didn't see him for a week. Message him. I'm like, hey, what's going on? They're like, eh, kid had COVID. Now we got COVID. I'm like, oh, y'all, y'all okay? They're like, yeah, we're good. Just, you know, just don't want to get everybody else sick. I'm like, well, thanks. And uh, I mean, 
It's kind of odd. Uh, not odd. Odd's not the right word, but here's the deadliest virus in the world that like an entire family that I know personally got. Their kid was at my class like the week before. Jeez, that's so mm-hmm. loud. It's like coming in waves too. That's wild. Well, it's weird how loud it is in here. Like there's yeah. a drop ceiling and a roof. I'll mm-hmm. shut the door. Hold on a second. Okay. Ah, it's way better. Mm. Man, it is pouring outside. Yeah. That's crazy. Anyway, um, you know, you just think like, wow, the most deadly virus man has ever known or, you know, that we have ever known. Mm. And like a whole family got sick and they went on with their lives. Two weeks later, they were back in class. You're Mm -hmm. just like, uh. That's how it goes, man. Okay. Well, that didn't seem like. (laughs) According to CDCC, the uh, new, I don't know what you call it, survival rate. I guess. Yeah. It's 99.7. point three percent Yeah. But that's what a lot of people called in the beginning. You know, some people were calling it was going to be 3 to 5% of the population that was dropped. And other epidemiologists and other uh, virologists were saying, no, nah, it's going to be more like 0.3 or 0.4. And that's what it turned out to be was 0.3. Well, I'm glad. I th- You know, um, if you listen to Joe Rogan podcast, he talks about this often. But I yeah. think I think the initial precaution... Like the being cautious was a, a great idea. Oh, straight out of the gate, yes. I mean, I we was had like, no clue what was right. going on, you know. But the problem is, the it became politicized, and the the reaction became a left or right view, mm-hmm. and you were a fucking piece of shit if you don't wear a face diaper every second or two, mm-hmm. you know, um, or you were a left wing communist. Uh, kid abductor and baby raper <laughs> yeah. if you wore a mask and uh were cautious and i'm like mm. what the fuck these are these are not right like no. i, I <clears throat> it has no. it has proven to be quite a bunch of bullshit to me oh 100 on both it, sides uh, uh, yeah. for sure yeah. yeah definitely on both sides but my big thing was you know much like you much like you i never really felt the need to wear a mask everywhere i went i wasn't a big fan of the mask but at the same time, if it's what you need to do, that to if it's what you think you need to do to keep yourself healthy, then do that. Yeah. I don't care. I mean, it's not my thing. My big issue was somebody trying to force me to wear a mask or force me to get a vaccine. I'm not a big fan of either. I don't plan on doing either much. But like we talked about, depending on the situation, if I'm in Walmart, I'm wearing a damn mask. Well, isn't that <laughs> weird? Isn't that weird how like, you judge people who are in Walmart yeah. versus people who are at like you know, the Hickory Station or something. Yeah. But, I mean, it's true. I, I do the same thing. Yeah. When I went to the two times in the last 12 months, I went to Walmart. I was like, mm. let me put this mask on. A bunch of grimy motherfuckers mm. in here. That's what I'm saying, man. Um, no, but, like, at the beginning of the pandemic, I walked past this family, and they were a uh, not a very – I don't know how to put this. Didn't seem like a very classy family to me, let's put it that way. Well, they look like the kind of people that don't – that they maybe don't – Well, yeah. they maybe don't put – an emphasis on their health. Yes. Right? Yes, we'll go with that. And both of their kids were like open mouth coughing and sneezing like yeah. crazy. And that's kind of when I decided, I was like, yeah, I'm going to start wearing a mask every time I come in here. This is not safe. Well, um, what's that one like? I'm not, it's an IPA. Let me, let me, let me get, let me try a touch of it. I'm not a big fan of IPAs. Well, just try out of the bottle and then, okay. If you like it, pour some. And if you don't, I'll drink the rest because, you cool. know, I'll let you talk about New England style. I don't. I'm not a huge fan of New England style IPAs, but 
What's the difference there? In what? New England versus a regular? versus whatever. New England IPAs tend to be uh, unfiltered and hazy. You see how that beer's not overly clear? Yeah. And uh, it's not your thing? Nah. All right. Try this one. That's I bet not that, for me. That'll be your thing. I'm pretty Blueberry sure. Blueberry wheat. From Hispec. Wheat. 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 Why do you say that? Hispec tradition. <laughs> <laughs> wheat. Wheat thins, Daniel? I didn't realize it did. Blueberry wheat. Yeah. yeah. Try it. It's a good beer. Okay. Tastes okay. You can talk about it. Where's uh Where's Pisca at? Mm, I think that's in. Um, oh, it's actually in Black Mountain. Okay. Uh, is it Black Mountain? I thought it was in Morganton, but it says Black Mountain. Okay. NC Brewing yep. Company. Yeah. All right. Just up Motown. The, just up the hill. Excuse me. Um. So, uh, I I got the the first shot of the vaccine, and uh, I didn't grow an extra head or anything. When's your second shot? Uh, April first. Okay. Gotcha. <clears throat> um, drink the whole thing. I got one over here. Oh, okay. Uh, for me, the I didn't really care so much. Uh, so it's not bad. There's not much of a flavor to it. It's very got, light. It's got yeah. It's a light beer. Yeah. It's got a bunch of. It, to me, it has some blueberry taste to it. It definitely has a little bit of a tint to it, but I was expecting like a mouthful of blueberries. Oh no. So for me, uh, having got the first round of vaccines, actually yep. kind of funny. I'm Which not, one did you get? Uh, Pfizer. Yeah. You realize this is like the only like vaccine where people are like, which name brand did you go with? Well, also. No, you get be, the flu shot. It's like, hey, I got the flu shot. Nobody's asking which company the flu shot came listen, from. I'll tell you so. this, too. Um, this is no bullshit. Nurse looked right at me and she was like, you, you do understand that this is a completely experimental and we have no no tests. I was like, oh, wow. she, I mean, but I mean, she has to say that it's like true. I really? mean, it's, yeah, it's been fast tracked. I mean, it's been less than 12 months. Oh, 100%. But I didn't know the nurses had to tell you that it's an experiment. I don't know if they drug. have to, but okay. she l- looked right at me and she was like, you know, do you understand that this has not had extensive uh, study because we just have not had the time to do that? And I was like, yeah, sure do. But so here was my thing. I've done, it's no secret. I've done all kinds of drugs in my life. Yeah. Uh, and... <laughs> Some of the shit that I've done, you're like, so you wait, let me understand this. You're worried about some some shit made in a lab somewhere, but some fucking grubby motherfucker who's basically a slave in Colombia working in the damn jungles of fucking the rainforest is pouring gasoline and lime on some leaves someplace and you're going you're going to put that up your nose? Okay, cool, bro. You're a fucking idiot. So like, yes, you are an idiot if you're doing that. But also like you're sitting around worried about shit that's been in a lab that like has proven to be pretty statistically okay. I mean, that's dumb. I mean, well, we I talked mean, about this on a podcast before. DDT, that's one of sure. Them, you know, the yeah, but DDT wasn't that something that people that humans were suggested to ingest. DDT was a a poison mm-hmm. for rats and uh, varmin. Mm-hmm. It just happened to have a side effect that it that it harmed birds of prey. Mm-hmm. Do you know about that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we talked about it on the podcast. I, I can never remember anything. Okay. Gotcha. You know. Yeah, but I'm just saying, you know, like uh, camels used to be the cigarette that doctors recommended. You're not wrong. I mean, listen, I don't think you're wrong. And that's my big thing. I'm not against the vaccine whatsoever. If you feel the need to get the vaccine because you think that that is what's best for your health, 100% go do it. My mom has signed up to go get her vaccine shots as well. All of that fun stuff. Uh, My nieces have already got it, all that stuff. Just for me, I don't think it's right for me. I really don't. My wife had COVID, you know, me and my son quarantined with her for two weeks, all that fun stuff or a week, excuse me, all that fun stuff. I never got it. My son never got it. 
I don't think the vaccine is going to be the best bet for me personally. And well, two, I'm not a big fan of experimental drugs. Well, it depends so, on what they do. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of either. <laughs> One of the big reasons why I've never taken steroids. Well, steroids are not experimental. <clears throat> well, I mean, there isn't like a clean lab that's FDA approved selling anabolic steroids. Sure there are. There are plenty. Okay. No, there really are. I'm sure. No, actually, there's not. There, there are an illegal drug. Because they're illegal in this country doesn't mm. mean that they're not produced uh, in another country legally. Yeah, but there's no like labs that you can connect with in like England. Like any type of anabolic drug that you get is being made by somebody in their bathtub or some shit. It's a basement chemist. That's not true. That's not true at all. You're not going to be able to get like lab quality. Unless yeah. you go with yeah, TRT or something through your doctor, then you're not. You're not getting Dynaball that was like made under lab conditions. There's a really good chance you don't understand anything about making drugs, Daniel. Okay, enlighten me, sir. Well, let me get back to the uh, to okay. the vaccine first. Go right ahead. So my only uh, the, the only motivating factor for me because I ain't give a fuck about COVID precautions or anything else mm-hmm. is that my father who I love dearly, I love him probably more than any person on this planet Earth, has, uh, he was, oh, what's the word? He he was pretty, uh, not adamant is not the right word, but he he had asked me to please get the vaccine. And I mm. was like, fuck, okay, Pop, you know, whatever. No, I believe that. And I understand because that. Because I won't, I haven't hugged my, we're not huggy type people anyway, but we haven't been fishing in a year. We haven't, we didn't hang out for Christmas and we didn't, we haven't been to breakfast in months and you know what I mean? Like I just want to hang out with my dad again. If it makes him feel better, which it Mm -hmm. does because he's 74 and he's got diabetes and he's a smoker and he's, you know, all sorts of health issues. Like if it makes him feel better, fuck yeah. I'll Mm -hmm. take, I'll take 10 of those vaccines. Cool. Give me, give me all of them. I mean, that's one of the bad things too, is even though you have the vaccine, that doesn't mean you can't be a carrier for it. Well, he's got the vaccine too. So, okay. I mean, which (laughs) let me tell you how dumb this shit is. They're like, hey, take this vaccine, but still wear your mask. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. No, like, You have to because you can pass it to other no, people. It, you don't have to. It's stupid. It doesn't make sense. You can pass it to other people. Maybe That's you why could, you have to but wear doesn't a mask. It, do, no, you don't have to wear a mask. I'm not saying you have to. I'm saying they suggest you do it because the virus like uh, lodges up in your sinus cavities. So whenever you breathe, you could be carrying the vaccine within your nasal passages and you not show symptoms because you got the vaccine. The virus. Somebody else. You meant the virus. Hmm? You said you could be carrying the vaccine. Oh, I'm I, sorry. I, did, you I wasn't being a dick. Yeah, I was yeah. saying like I just. Yeah, you carry the virus in your nasal passages. So whenever you exhale, you're still blowing out the COVID everywhere. Oh, and if somebody's not vaccinated, then you give it to them. That's why they suggest you wear a mask even after you're vaccinated. How did that? How does that theory hold up Dude. at your house where uh, your wife had COVID in the? baby and that's what i'm saying it. that's my new one's got it all three of us slept in the same queen size bed and we're good a new mattress by the way a new mattress <laughs> by the way which is awesome um you're welcome by the way <laughs> thanks dick <laughs> so all i'm trying to get at is look at how ridiculous that sounds no i'm saying 100 percent. all of this stuff is ridiculous it is ridiculous but one of the big things about it too is you have to look at the general population you know what I mean? I'm a little bit healthier than the general population of America. Sure. Whenever they're setting loose these guidelines, they can't go, oh, well, this ain't killing healthy people. They got to go, oh, shit, 65% of America's obese, so we got to make everybody do this. How funny is it that that I, Jason Beber, 
mm. am in like the top five percentile of healthy people in America. That's scary. That's fucking crazy, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, that's a statistic I mean, that will keep about me up at night. <laughs> I mean, think about this. Like, do you know any other 42-year-olds that look like me that can do the shit that I can mm-hmm. do? Not many. Not many at all. <laughs> I don't yeah. think I've ever known. I mean, there are like maybe a couple outliers at Henzo's or something. Yeah. But I got news for you. Them dudes are doing some steroids. Um, <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> well, they told me they were. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm just saying, like, how ridiculous is it that you're mm-hmm. looking at, like, one of the upper echelon, like, health people in the fucking age bracket? It goes, man. Yeah. It's crazy, right? Mm-hmm. So how bad is everyone else? I mean, I drink beer every single day. Mm. Yeah, but you're active. You got to think a lot of people just aren't. Yeah, I'm super active. You know, I mean, they love carbs, they love alcohol, and they love Netflix. And those I love those things too, but you just do them after I've done. I was about to say they don't. Fifteen hours of other bullshit. Yeah, they don't do them after being active during the day. A lot of them have desk jobs. I mean, the chair will kill you, man. Yeah, I have so many clients that I have to literally try to outrun the chair every week with them. I don't eat. It's funny now. I think about it. I, I rarely sit down. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons I like doing this podcast, I just sit down and bullshit with you. It's like yeah. the only non-work time, and this is still kind of work, but I'm like right. it's it's the only like non-busy time in my mm-hmm. week. Whatever time we spend bullshitting, yeah. drinking beer. Same here. Okay, back to why you don't know shit about steroids. Okay. Not, not just steroids, just illegal drugs in general. Mm-hmm. Like lots and lots and lots of illegal drugs mm-hmm. of all kinds yes. are made in a lab, like under lab mm-hmm. conditions. They're simply made illegally. They can't sell them through the FDA. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. there are plenty of people who take great pride in the product that they produce and it being safe and exactly as you expect it to be and within certain yeah. standards. But so at the same time, okay, I'm not doubting that they are making it in some like lab. I know there's a lot of labs that let third parties come in. You know, maybe you have to have a license for this or you have to have this certification to get in there. But I know that there's a lot of third party labs. Joe Rogan actually did an excellent episode on that in his TV show, Joe Rogan Questions Everything, mm-hmm. which is an awesome show. But my big thing is, is you can't like find a good lab in like Europe, somebody's brewing up some trend or something in a lab over there, contact them and be like, Hey, I know it's illegal, but can you send me some of that stuff over here to the U S yeah, a but- lot of the times when you contact it, it's, you know, nine times out of 10, when people, recreational users get steroids, it's from some guy at their gym in the locker room. Like, Oh, here, here's your stuff. You're like, Oh, can I see the lab results on that? Please? Like, no, I have nothing. Here's the, whatever you want, clean sure. trend, all that stuff, D-ball, whatever. You know what I mean? So there's not a lot of quality control, A. B, there's no specific dosage that you have to use on these things either. So everything is hopping online, trying to find a forum. Hey, I'm 170 pounds, five foot 10. What's the dosage? And then you're going to get 30 different people throwing that out there. You know, there's no real studies that have been done on uh, specifically, I don't know how to say it. So anytime you get like a a name brand steroid, a D-ball or a Trend or something like that, there's going to be 30 different people making it, and they all make it differently. It's going to react on the same receptors, but it's going to be very different from one to the other. So whenever you start looking at getting lab results on something or trying to figure out what dosage you need to have, it's literally going to come from, okay, this lab suggests you do this for this body weight, this height, this BMI, this whatever. 
And that's why you get a lot of guys who are just recreational users. They just want to have a nice beach body or they just want, you know, a bigger chest and shoulders, bigger biceps. They're not competing or anything, but they have ridiculous side effects after the cycle is gone because they have no idea how to actually use it. I So if this is no lie, if I were, if I had the time to be more educated, I would definitely take steroids. I just don't, I just don't have the time to, yeah. to invest in like knowing what I think you, you should know to, to do steroids. There's a lot, man. I know it's a lot. There's, I mean, I've yeah. like, looked and at unfortunately a lot like, of people Christ. are like, cool. I just like shoot this up three times a week and I'm yeah. good to go. Like they'll just like, like yeah, literally man. be like, yeah, I'll just yeah. take this yeah, like, two CCs what? twice a week. Have at it. <laughs> Yeah, and then they get like gyno, where they get the little saggy tit down below yeah. their pecs, and they have all kind of hair growth, acne, all kinds of shit that goes wrong with them because they don't understand what they're doing. A, they don't understand how to train properly with it. They don't understand well, how to recover. They just There's listen so many to the guy. They're just like, it. "Hey, this guy told me to take this much. That's mm-hmm. what he takes. It must be okay." Exactly. You're like, "Fuck." Yeah. <laughs> you know? You're like, "Wait a minute, I've got to be on TRT the rest of my life now." Yes. Well, yes, you I'm, do. I'm, you know, I haven't been tested, but at 42, you know, I'm probably coming up on a on, in a place where I should, if if I made, and I do intend to, but if I make more money, uh, mm. I'm probably going to go to the doctor and be like, hey, let's test my testosterone and like see where I'm at because mm. I I could totally take some shit made in a lab in in North America <laughs> and feel totally okay with that, you know. Well, I mean, it just depends. I would suggest going to an endo, an endocrinologist. Because, you know, your doctor can test free testosterone, but they don't really test a lot of like your T1, T4s, all that stuff. And all of that combined is what you really need to see if you actually need tests or if you just need to sleep more or if you just need to clean your diet up and train harder. Bro, listen, I'm not doing those things. <laughs> I know. Unfortunately, so a lot of people so agree with So let's take you the test, that. right? Like, yeah. I'm, I'm totally okay with it. I'm not. Okay. I'm, I'm sleeping the maximum that I'm going to get right now. <laughs> about six and a half hours sometimes sometimes you watch the sun come up there i yeah. have watched the sun come up <laughs> this month <laughs> but that's what i'm saying there's so much you can do to increase your testosterone naturally that you always want to go that route before you start like going with something somebody cooked up in their kitchen sink i'm you not know? talking about kitchen sink i'm talking, talking about, about actual like, TRT. hey doctor prescribe okay. me some bullshit gotcha. i want to do this <laughs> you know what the fuck gotcha you ever been to a doctor? Do you know how this yes, works, Daniel? I, I get my tests. I used to get my tests uh, tested, my testosterone levels tested every year at my physical, but I haven't had a yearly physical in like six years. Same. So I haven't had one at least uh, I mean, I feel great. Four, five years. Yeah. yeah. Four years. How long? Mm-hmm. No, three years. Sorry. Back when well, I had uh, back when I had health insurance. You know, that's, that's me. I've got health insurance. I still don't do it. Well, you should. I mean, why do you, why do you fucking have health insurance if you're not going to go use it? It doesn't make sense. I'm out here like, well, got to yeah. pay for that out of pocket. And you're like, eh, well, I'll get this insurance. I won't use it. Yeah, I need to get it. Man. So <laughs> insurance, uh, if you need insurance, go see our good friend, Juliet Good. <laughs> she does not do health insurance. <laughs> Let's just go that route. <laughs> I just said insurance in general. Yeah. But man, I, did, I never, um, I didn't quite understand. So when Obama, I'm, I'm switching gears here, but not, mm. I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm just saying this reminded me of something. Yeah. So when Obama, I did not understand this Obamacare. I was like probably too young. What was that? Maybe that was 12 years ago. actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 13. Um, <clears throat> I was not 13, by the way. No, 
it was 13 years ago. Okay. It's 2021. Right, right. Yes. But, you know, I didn't give a shit about healthcare or insurance or anything. Yeah, the job same. I worked for, I just had insurance. And I was like, well, mm-hmm. that's just what you got, right? As a, I, I have not had like a regular job or like had insurance or any sort of bullshit like that for like a long time. Mm-hmm. And this is not me bragging. I'm simply saying like there were all these like, well, I don't want obama's doctors to force me to go to death camps i was like what the fuck are y'all talking it's a lot about of weird shit coming out and then they were like well um i want to go to the doctor i want to go to i'm like okay well let's do that right like i don't just go in why is work it, why is it a problem i don't understand um i've not had insurance for uh at least five years mm. and uh i haven't gotten a bill for anything, I thought there was some sort of like, you must have health insurance. Nobody's fucked with me about it. No, and like, not if you've only had it for five years. Because I had to pay, whenever I was working at the machine shop in here, I didn't have health insurance. And under the Obamacare thing, I had to pay, I think my first fine, which they added to your taxes, was $700. The second fine was 1100 And then I was about to pay my third fine. But whenever Trump got in office, he cut it loose. So I was about to get hit with an $1,800 fine for not having health insurance. So let me understand this. Now, I, I don't know. I don't mean this to be – I voted for Obama twice, yeah. so I'm not I'm not a, a – yeah. So, you, cool, you don't have health insurance. So our solution is we're going to bill yeah. you more because you don't have health That's insurance. That's 100% what it was. I had already paid two fines, and <laughs> every year crazy. the fine went up because well, health insurance <laughs> is supposed to be a right – and I'm sitting here thinking, I've been to the doctor since I was like 19. I right. don't need health insurance. When I, I go didn't the go doctor, the entire year. Why am I going to give a health insurance company yeah. my money whenever I have zero need for it? And you know what I do? When I go to the, when I go to the doctor, I'm like, yeah. they're like, this is this is actually funny. The last time I went to the doctor, they were like, well, uh, do you have insurance? I was like, no. They're like, well, how are you going to pay for it? I was like, I guess with money, you know? Yeah. They're like, okay, well. And so we go, we go and do the things and they yeah. do the blood test and a panel and they all the things like 60% off yeah, the bill. I walked out to the thing and they were like uh well, how, you know how how are you going to pay us like I guess with cash and and like when you say cash nowadays people think like card or yeah, you know, yeah. check and I was like no no I got I got 100 dollar bills in my Actual pocket paper. like I will yeah. I would just give you money they didn't even really want the money they were like uh we don't really have change here and I was like what <laughs> you don't want money like real <laughs> yeah. money you don't want that and they were they before I didn't have to say shit. I just mm. thought the bill was like four hundred and seventy bucks or whatever. And they were like, yeah. "Well, if you if you'll pay it right now, we'll we'll knock like forty percent off." Yeah, I was like, "Cool, thanks." I didn't have to say shit. They mm. were just like, "If you'll just pay it, yeah, we'll just." I was like, "Okay, I'll pay it." How much is that? They were like, "Are you sure you can afford it?" I'm like, "Yeah, I definitely can." <laughs> Here's some money, you know. Yeah, but that's how it always goes, you know. Whenever uh. So we had a little bit of incident before Raylan was born with pregnancy. And that was like the gap between where Sarah was changing jobs. So we were uninsured during this time. And whenever like the lady came in and Sarah was in the, you know, like we were in our room and they always send like the billing person up there to talk to you, find out your financial situation, insurance situation, all that. And uh, she was talking about, I was like, no, we don't have insurance. And then she was like, oh, okay. Well, like, are y'all going to be paying like out of pocket? I was like, yeah, I guess. Like, oh, okay. It was literally like 65% yeah. less to pay out of pocket than it was to file insurance. Yeah. 
So what does that tell you? What does that tell you about the the fucked up state of our situation? It's going to stay fucked up because people are making billions a year off of it. So here's something you should know. And I know this from working in the automotive industry for Mm -hmm. 20 plus years and, and dealing with insurance on that side. So the work is the same. The work is always the same. Mm -hmm. You go and do the same job. The question is how much are you going to get paid for that job? So when someone's paying for, if you're filing on someone's insurance claim, you're like, well, we're going to get a new one of those and a new one of these. And we're going to, we're going to build the insurance company for three tubes of this and four tubes of that. And we're going to, we've added undercoating and uh, corrosion protection and set up to pull. And like, like you just find literally any reason, yeah. anything you can to mm-hmm. build them extra. And they know it. They expect it. They're like, yeah, this is the way it is. And uh, when someone's paying out of pocket, literally the same fucking job. If you're trying to, because you want the job, you're trying to sell it to them. You're like, yeah. well, we can do it for, and it's usually like 30 or 40% less than it would be if you were billing an insurance company. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy to me. I'm like, it's the same job. We're going to yeah. use the same shit to do That's it a, with. The yeah. same same and building. It's, it's pretty similar in the medical field as well. But one of the big things is, is the people who pay with insurance kind of cover up the slack for the people right. without insurance yeah, sure. who are on Medicaid and Medicare because Medicaid and Medicare already said, okay, they had a C-section, this is how much we pay you. No matter what mm-hmm. else goes on, this is it. They came in with a broken arm, this is the amount we're going to pay you, whether it's more or less, whatever. So whenever somebody comes in with insurance, they're like, oh, okay, cool, we're going to make up what we yeah, lost in this sure. patient over here in this patient and still come up in the black. Well, it's a it's a, it's a real fucked up. It, it seems odd to me. I, I'll tell you another thing It's even more odd. I'd... Um, I went to work for a company called True to Form, which mm. is it was bought out by this other company called Gerber Collision. But when I worked for them, it was True to Form, and uh, I went to work for them in May. And in April, so the month before I got there, there was this huge hailstorm in Western North Carolina, and it just it it just fucked up like an ocean of cars. Mm. Yeah, I remember. And so the day I went to work at True to Form, there were seventy four cars on the lot that were waiting on paint from me. Good seventy four. And I can paint about three to four a day. So you think about how, how my day was going to yeah. be. And man, we worked. I mean, we worked. Now, I made a shit ton of money. I made $109,000 in 10 months. Mm. That's that's pretty good money, right? Yeah. For a dude that dropped out of high school. <laughs> but um, I was sitting at the, the break, break room table eating lunch one day and uh, – one of the you get to know the adjusters and the insurance people and you know because you, you, you all work in the same industry yeah i was sitting there at the table eating my lunch and uh one of them was a guy i'm pretty friendly with he was kind of bitching because because he was friendly bitching he wasn't being a dick he was mm. like oh y'all gonna fucking make a bunch of money on this one and i was like what the fuck you crying about you work for a fucking billion dollar year corporation just write the check shut up <laughs> And uh, he kind of laughed, and I said, what's so fucking funny? He said, you don't know the half of it. I said, what do you mean? He said, well, the truth is we have – he worked for Nationwide. He said, Nationwide has insurance policies on our insurance. Mm -hmm. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, uh, I cannot remember. It's a firm in London, like – Oh, Lords of London. Lords of London, yeah. yeah. He was like – He's like, well, we insure our insurance policies with Lords of London. And um, essentially, anything over a million dollars, we don't pay for. It's called act of God. Mm -hmm. So if like a tornado comes through and fucks up a bunch of nationwide cars and nationwide home insurance, like once it tops a million dollars, 
they don't pay a fucking thing for it. Yeah. It goes to their insurance, their insurance company, Lords of mm-hmm. London, yep. pays them back. And you're like, how deep does this bullshit go? Just oh, motherfuckers making now. money. Listen. Because you got to think, states and federal governments throw out um, disaster relief yeah. funds as well to local uh, insurance agents and all that stuff within the area. I don't think that's true. I don't think it goes to insurance agents. I think it goes to... No, it goes to the insurance companies themselves, but I don't it also so. goes... It goes up, to yeah. local government, and local government well, it spends, it, well. spends it yeah. on like actual like helping the public. I don't think the insurance companies pay for... I'm not trying to be a wise-ass. I'm no. saying I think you might have a couple of things kind of... No, no, no. It's similar to the Lords of London thing because the same thing happened whenever that flood came through and washed away my building and all that stuff. It went under homeowners, but it also went through uh, like the federal government grants for disaster relief and all that stuff. So it's tied in somehow. I can't explain it, but my insurance person, Juliet Good, explained it to me. And that was kind of the gist. Hashtag the good girls. Yes. (laughs) Well, um, it is crazy to me. Like, think about this. You're going to get an insurance policy on your insurance. Mm -hmm. Do you know how insurance companies make money, Daniel? Yeah. How? Through the clients that just pay in the policy and never actually use it. It's not true at all. It's not true. I mean, that is a way. But, Mm -hmm. like, the way they really make money, this is how they make the most money. They are, they are essentially a bank, if you think about it. You just you just make deposits. You never make a withdrawal. Mm-hmm. So when you're talking about like a broad picture, you, the money that you put into your insurance, it, hardly ever do you spend that back out. Mm-hmm. So what they do is they take your money and they invest it. Yeah. So they take – you give them money in case you need whatever to happen right an operation in case i need a future service. arm right yeah. whatever we'll take whatever it is yeah. right and they take your money that you continuously invest every month or every day or every year or however your payment is set up they take that money and invest it in markets and they insure their own investments so or they have a company like lords of london or you know take your mm-hmm. pick whoever um so they essentially take your money and gamble with it while while you're not using it. Mm. And then hopefully they make good investments and that's the proceeds that they use to pay out like if there is a problem. Mm. So if you if you really think about it, I mean, it's a hell of a racket. I mean, there are people making trillions with T's, trillions of dollars that you don't even know they exist. You're like, hey, I just make my $46 a month payment to Julia every month and just going with my life. Mm. There's 330 million people in America who are forced to make similar payments if they own a car. Well, encouraged. I wouldn't say forced. Forced. No, you're forced. You can't not. You can't have you a can car. You can own a vehicle. You can own and a vehicle. you can drive illegally without having well, yeah, insurance. You, you can't drive it. Le- done it. <laughs> I have done it many times. <laughs> yeah. But what I'm saying is like yeah. when you get pulled over, they're like, oh, you don't have insurance? Well, your shit's getting towed. Yeah, Yeah, and you have to pay a bunch of extra, and you still have to pay insurance. Don't kid yourself. We are forced to pay insurance. Mm. State like Tennessee, which didn't used to have, used to be like Tennessee. I don't think South Carolina has the insurance, do they? Yeah. Tennessee does now, too, but it used to be Tennessee was like, eh, insurance or not, whatever. Now, the problem was you got hit by some drunk redneck driving a $400 car and you had a Maserati, it was your problem. They're like, sorry about your luck. Shouldn't be driving in Tennessee. <laughs> Welcome to the patron state, 
patrid state of shooting shit. <laughs> According to Mark Wahlberg from Shooter. It's a good movie. It is. I good. don't remember that precise line, but that was a good movie. Oh, that'd be a damn good TV show, that too. Did they? Ryan Felipe. I thought it was yeah. terrible, so I never watched really? a single episode. Dude, well, I watched like awesome. 10 minutes. I was like, this is bad. No, I thought it was great. I watched all three seasons probably five or six times. I'm sure you did. I thought it was an excellent show. You also like Nickelback. Okay. Why, why are you looking at me like that? You do like <laughs> Nickelback. And Diary of a Dead Man, or what is it? Mm. Theory of a Dead Man? Theory of a Dead Man. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I got some good stuff, too. You like all those terrible things, so I would assume yeah. you would like Shooter. Cool. I do. Congratulations. Moving on. We're going back to this again. (laughs) Cool. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Cool. Yeah. No, it's because there's no point in saying what I always say, so we'll just go on with it. What do you always say? I always say they have some good songs. Yes. I'm not a big (laughs) fan. I'm not a super fan of them, but I give them credit. They have some good songs that I like. Do you like Limp Biscuit? No. I used to like him. Him? Or him. It's a a band. Yeah, it's a band. I know. Uh, Oh, shit. I was about to be a wise ass and say the lead singer's name, but I can't even remember. Fred Durst. Fred Durst, yeah, yeah. I hate that motherfucker. Really? Yeah. What did he do to offend you? I don't know. He just, well, first he's from Gastonia, and you have to dislike No any- shit, really? Yeah, he's from Gastonia, North Carolina. I had no idea. How yeah. do you not know this? I How do you didn't live in know. Hickory? You don't know that Fred Durst is from Gastonia. <laughs> no, I had no clue. I always thought he was Northern for some reason. Well. Anyways, moving on. Sorry. He's just a dickhead. No. Okay. I cannot. I don't know him personally. Well, I don't know him personally either, but I don't, I don't, I got to assume like his general personality wouldn't jive with mine. (laughs) Gotcha. Um, I cannot unsee the meme and I posted it the other day, but, um, Rage Against the Machine is Limp Biscuit for communists. I didn't get that. You don't get it? Hmm. I've never really, really listened to a lot of Rage Against the Machine. I mean, I know like the popular songs, but I never... Well, all of their songs are essentially like, it's, it's very, very, and, and I was a huge Rage Against the Machine fan. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I guess it's just a sign of your age as you start to age out of certain things. Mm-hmm. But all of their songs are very anti-establishment, which I'm not about the establishment either. But mm-hmm. essentially, if you like listen to the words, it's basically like, uh, you're a piece of shit because you are of uh, European descent and your ancestors like... Really? Uh, uh, somehow, not somehow, but your ancestors are responsible for the death of like Native Americans or so Hispanics. Where are these guys or, from? Yeah, exactly. Okay, that's what I was wondering. Yeah, it's uh, it's they raise like a bunch of white guys. Well, they're Zach De La Rocha is certainly um. Oh, De La Rocha! I imagine he's not a white gentleman. Well, he's white, but he's like mixed. He's probably like half, or I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Want, okay. I don't give his percentages, but he's a <laughs> he's of. <laughs> Uh, southwestern Indian, not Indian, like from India, like Indian, like probably Native Arizona, American, Native maybe. American. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, let's go with that. Whatever. Okay. <clears throat> All I'm saying is, uh, <laughs> it's very. They're like, they're they're pretty much communist. Like, if you ever listen to a a single uh, interview with, you're just like, oh god, I, I used to sing these lyrics like word for word. <laughs> believe this this is craziness like i can't believe i'm all in on this yeah so now i don't listen to limp limp biscuit or raging at the machine see that i stopped listening to limp biscuit a long time ago good for i ain't you. gonna lie i've got a little bit of uh nostalgia whenever uh 
Damn it, man. Like a chump. Hey, like a chump. Hey. No. No, no, no. Pass that one. The more douchier one. Rolling. Okay. Rolling. Whenever that comes on, I'm like, yeah, I remember this. I remember high school. That was fun. Well, I can say, um, I, Nookie. I, that was the name of that song. I literally, that, I could, yeah. Okay, yeah. I could, I, I remember it off the, the lyrics. Yeah. Like a chump, hey, is in that uh-huh. song. Well, at least you're not a super fan because you didn't understand that, like, that was the lyrics to the song. Well, I knew that was the lyrics. I just couldn't think of the name of the song. <laughs> that was off, like, their first album or second album, something like that. I was in, like, middle school when they came out. <laughs> well, I, was, <laughs> so, I had already graduated high school. Imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how I be. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk about some of the interesting things that have happened at Phoenix Jiu-Jitsu over the last two weeks, Daniel. Oh, let's not. I'm going to talk about them. Cool. Why Why do you... I don't understand <laughs> you, Daniel. We have a podcast. We, I know. We've uh, got so many topics to talk about, man. There's so much going on in the world. But you often, you're like shy away from the things that are, in your opinion, controversial. But that's what makes people want to listen. Ooh, well, let's talk about it then. Let's get controversial. It's not controversial. It's okay. not. I thought you said it was. What you, I said what you think is controversial. Okay. Cool. So what's going on in Phoenix? Well, as it turns out, mm-hmm. we've had a interesting couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, we've, we are, we, one of our instructors has left us to uh, start another academy and it's caused some interesting strife, not strife, uh, interesting emotions through like a, a large group of people. Mm-hmm. But I think it's important to, to talk about those things and to get them out in the open and yeah. not... Yeah, I would say uh, so. One of our uh, one of our instructors and friends and teammates, Little D, has uh, you've heard us mention listeners. You have heard us mention him many times. <clears throat> Fantastic grappler, mm-hmm. just a savage, just an absolute savage on the mat. He's uh, went ventured out to create his own academy, and uh, you know, man, it hurts, right? They, they, it's just how life goes. Like people mm-hmm. make decisions that they think are best for them, and how do you blame somebody for trying to better themselves? Yeah. <clears throat> um, I I don't know for sure, but it seems as though I have no verification of this, but it seems like two of our former students have uh, invested or sort of uh, have some sort of involvement. Back to him. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Like, I have no clue. They have not spoken to me about it, which is kind of part of the the rub to me, you know. Uh, <laughs> interestingly enough, here's how I found out that um, they had started up uh, another school. Was that, like on Wednesday, on Tuesday, we were training together for Nogi. D was the Uke and like add, added his flair to what we taught. And we, we had a good training session, two rounds together, and like everything was great. Like, as far as I knew, I was just fucking dummy standing around <laughs> having a good time, you know? And then on Wednesday, I saw a post on Facebook. I was like, uh, you know, D and a couple other people have had shared this picture of like, uh, and it, it listed like a an academy and a address, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, mm-hmm. I, and I want I want to be clear. It's not like I'm I'm not like sitting around mad because anybody's like doing something to better themselves. I'm not yeah. mad about shit, really. Yeah. Uh, just seemed odd that you would not mention that to like your friends and training partners <laughs> like <laughs> that's not something that happens yeah, like that it, uh in a 24-hour period yeah and uh it was pretty shocking the, you know i found out the same way 
And, you know, next morning I wake up, a couple hours go by, and I get like three or four messages. Little D started his own academy. I'm like, uh, apparently I'm still getting details. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to actually tell you, but I think so. I got like 20 messages. Yeah. Like, literally, people are like, what's going on? I'm like, fuck if I know. Like, you apparently know more than me. Yeah. And I think the, the, I don't want to say that. Listen, I am absolutely a libertarian and I believe the old way of, the old idea of jujitsu is outdated. It's archaic. The idea that because you've trained at this place for X amount of months means that you couldn't possibly train at another place is fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, train where the fuck you want to train. Yep. We we don't owe someone. If you have paid your dues, you paid for the information that you got. Yep. So you don't – it is nice if there is a family and loyalty and a sense of community that you've built. But you don't owe someone – loyalty for the rest of your life because you no. chose to pay them to teach you jujitsu. That's ridiculous. No, that's 100% that's ridiculous. ridiculous. And the biggest way of seeing that is look at seminars. You know, I went yeah. to a Silver Fox seminar. I'm not Silver Fox's student. Not saying I wouldn't be if he was local. Sure. I definitely would be. But he came to a seminar. I gave him, you know, what, 60 bucks? Or I paid 60 bucks to go to the seminar. He taught us some amazing stuff on guillotine. I still use it this day. You know, I paid for the information and I use it to it's its yours fullest to use, extent. Right? Yeah. So I think the idea that you're some you're like like a piece of shit because you because you choose to train at some other academy is ridiculous. I can never say the word right. Creatone. Creonte. Creonte, there we go. I always Creatone. screw it up. God damn it. <laughs> Shut up, go on. If you listened to the last podcast, you would make fun of yourself for saying it that way because you were drunk. Did I say you, it that way? You don't even remember. That's how drunk uh, you were. No. I was that drunk. I you, just don't remember saying that drunk. one word. I was not that drunk. We'll talk about your wife's uh, <laughs> oh god, getting into my no, ass. We're not going into that. I will. I am going into that. You don't <laughs> no, get a choice. No, you don't tell not. me what to say. I can hit the stop button. <laughs> I edit this thing. You don't edit. If you ever edit it, you'd have to listen to it. You wouldn't fucking know where to edit it. I'll start editing in it. You'll start what? <laughs> say it again. Edit it in it. <laughs> it's so stupid. Well, um, I, interestingly enough, I, I don't necessarily think that, uh, like, man, train where you want. That's yeah. what, I, if you don't train at Phoenix, train someplace. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would, I would rather, I would rather someone leave here and train at D's place or Terrell's place or fucking, I mean, anybody's place. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter where, than not train at all. Yes. However, I will say it was pretty fucking hurtful to, to be sitting at the tap room eating my dinner and, see that one of my teammates had started a school like completely uh, blindsiding me and not just me but all, all most of our teammates yeah. and the, i think the real uh kicker was to me was that the people in the photo were either students here instructors here or former students here mm-hmm. so it became really obvious that like the intention was to try to uh, poach students from from Phoenix to go to this place, yeah. and I'm not <clears throat> man. People can train wherever they want. Who who? It's not for me to tell people where they can go, but it it certainly seemed disingenuous to like, you know, to to be completely uh, blindsided and then see because we had a pretty light class on Wednesday. It wasn't it wasn't. It's not like no one showed up. We had probably 15 people show up, but it was lighter than normal. And I was I was looking around. I was like, man, I wonder where everybody's at. 
And then, you know, an hour later, I'm eating dinner. I'm like, oh, that's where everybody's at. (laughs) Five of them were (laughs) over there. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I don't know. It's uh, it's, it's kind of hurtful. And then, I guess to me, it could have been, could have been done in a different way. Could have been, uh, upfront and above board. And I would have, like, went out of my way to try to help, you know? Mm -hmm. I, Diaz had schools before, and I try, I really worked hard to try to help him. Interesting, yeah. interesting, uh, true story is that like the that so last Wednesday when I found out that Diaz started another school, the fact is that same day I went through my memories in Facebook because I, I I don't know I just have this little hob, uh, habit of every day I wake up I'm like oh let me see what my memory memories for uh, in Facebook are, and four years ago to the day I had shared. Uh, the flyer of D starting a school at Anytime Fitness. Mm-hmm. So it's proof that, I mean, I'm not, I, I'm not sitting around trying to pigeonhole people or I, I, I just want people to be happy, whatever that is, you know, yeah. it just felt, man, it, it just felt dishonest to like start a school completely behind my back. Now, I mean, you don't, no one owes me an explanation, but yeah. it sure did. It sure did not feel good to, to think that you were friends with someone and then uh, get blindsided by something that's not ideal, you know? I gotcha. Like when we, when we left Atlantic, I literally, I invited John to dinner and I sat him down and I was like, Hey, I'm not happy here and I'm leaving Hmm. and I'm going to take all my students with me and I will not use your Academy to attempt to uh, recruit my students. So you've got, uh, the time that I'm teaching tonight to like try to build a relationship with the people who I teach. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm like, cause you know, John didn't even know most of the people's names. He just took their money. Yeah. You know? And I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to leave and I'm going to try to take them with me and good luck to you. Yeah. Maybe that wasn't so, uh, nice, but it was at least, uh, upfront. You know, when you look yeah. a guy in the eye and you're like, Hey man, listen, this is what I, this is what I'm going to do. And, it's your fault because you didn't build a relationship with them. Yeah. Like, no, I completely understand that. You're the reason they came. You're the reason they're going with you. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, there wasn't a jujitsu program yeah. before we started it. So it's not like yeah. I'm, I'm. And that's one thing too. Like we didn't, well, you specifically, but me kind of tagging along. We didn't really care if we left on good terms or bad terms. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It didn't matter. Yeah. So with little D, the big thing to me was it seemed like he didn't really care if he left on good terms or bad terms. Either. It really did. Yeah. I, man, that, that was I'm not great. saying that he was trying to leave on bad terms. Yeah, I'm not saying I don't think that way at all. I don't. I honestly don't think D would do that. But just the way it transpired, it seemed like he was like, "Cool, well, fuck I'm y'all, done." Yeah, yeah fuck, fuck y'all. y'all. I'm out. Yeah. You know, you never know what people's uh, intentions are. Maybe, maybe no, he feels. Not. Maybe it is possible that he feels slighted, like somehow I didn't treat him well, or. Mm. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, it could be. It, 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 yeah, I, I'm not saying I'm without fault, or maybe you're without fault, or mm. I, I don't know. Yeah, I would say that, um, man. I I just wish that you know if it were if it were about money, like just fucking tell me, like I'll, I'll we'll we'll figure out a way to get you some money. You yeah. know, like if it's a, I don't know. I I felt like I was always, I I really valued D very mm. much, like as a oh, training partner. Here, I, I've learned a ton of shit from him. He uh, had a huge positive impact on my game. Yeah. And he beat the fuck out of me like every goddamn day, Same. you know. So treated me like a damn five year old. That's uh, for sure. I'm going to. I'm, I'm definitely going to miss that. But it's it's 
it's interesting how people perceive things, you know, like maybe I'm not seeing what he, what he perceived. And, and man, I'll say this outright, uh, two of my, I call them teammates, but it's not, that's not how I feel. But there are two folks that train with TC, um, Barb and Paul, who have somehow decided that like, I'm the fucking devil. Like I've tried to stop the way it, the way it reads to me. And, and listen, I, I know that I could be complete. I, I am not informed, but it seems, it seems as though maybe Paul and Barb have decided that I am trying to hold back Matt and Melissa Smith. Like I've like done something to them to keep them from being successful in their new venture, which I assume is the Academy, which I don't know if they've, I have to just assume that they are invested in this, but I don't know that because they haven't spoken to me about it. Yeah. Um, it's real weird. They're like making these posts like I'm like I'm uh, trying to stand in their way or something. Oh, I haven't seen anything about that. Oh, it's real easy. I'll, I'll people been sending me screenshots for like a few <laughs> days. Let me let me get you straightened oh, out wow. here. Yeah, I got uh, move the iPhone. I'm sure it's way. It's like eight feet from here. <laughs> I know, man. CIA checking in, making sure you're still doing what you're supposed to be doing. But anyway, yeah. Um, People were sending me all sorts of screenshots and stuff. I was like, I don't, I didn't realize I'd done anything negative yeah. other than just live my life like normal people. But uh, Paul put something on his, uh, I guess it was Instagram. He said, uh, imagine being so vain that you get butthurt over someone you taught finally branching out to start their own business. Hashtag amateur hour. Well, the funny part is uh, the reason I couldn't see it is because Paul blocked me from all social media before he posted that now this is somebody i mean listen i'm gonna see that dude like at some point we're gonna have to fucking talk about this hmm. i mean that's my instructor's student so we gonna we gonna talk about it figure it out you know yeah i'm not trying to say i'm i'm not threatening nobody but i mean yeah bro why what have i done i'm like just out here teaching you know yeah and i mean honestly you know i saw the post where a little d stars on academy you know i same thing with you. I was like, "What? Where the fuck did this come from?" And then I scrolled through the comments and I saw you like on there, like you opened your own school. Not like, just it me. didn't seem. TC yeah, TC and, like, was like, right below like, you. Four other people and were like, "What's the thing?" What the but hell? I didn't see any type of negative comment whatsoever. It was just I haven't, a I haven't made a negative yeah. comment. Not a single one. Yeah. So I don't see how it could automatically jump to the point of you being an asshole because they opened up your own well, place. You and know. you know, of course, too. If it was D and the Smiths and four people we had never seen before, that would be a different conversation. Be a completely well. different. I would. Yeah. I, it would be completely different. Mm. But if you are actively attempting to poach Phoenix students, yeah, that makes you an asshole. Yeah, I mean, I don't care what your rank in jujitsu is, or mm. like, you know, if you can beat me I mean, up or not, or what your. Yeah, I mean, like. Yeah, we if, dealt with a similar situation when we was at Atlantic. Another local black belt came up there and started like putting his poster on the wall, and yeah, like, like, he came up for like a. I think he was – we had somebody up for a seminar, and then he just happened to come up there to, like, tag along to the seminar. And he's, like, posting up a poster of his gym on there and handing out business cards and talking to people. Like, oh, yeah, you're talking about Roger? Me. Yeah, Carol. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we were like, wait a minute, dude. This, yeah, this isn't cool. That. Like, I appreciate you coming. And, like, I'm happy that our students know who you are. But you're slapping up a poster and handing out cards and trying to encourage people to come to your gym to hang out with you. Like, that's – I mean, this is not kosher, you know? I mean, it's certainly outside of the standard of norm, yeah. you know? Like, man, I've never been to anybody else's gym and attempted to recruit people. Mm -hmm. Now, listen, if somebody contacts me and they're like, hey, man, 
I'd like to come to a class. I'm like, cool. Well, here's the date and here's the time. And yeah. Show up this time. You know, I mean, I don't, mm-hmm. I, I would, it's my, it's my job to take people who don't do jujitsu and turn them into jujitsu yeah. athletes. Mm-hmm. It's not my job to recruit the vast majority of the people that come here have never done jujitsu in their entire yeah. fucking life. And it's my job to, to take non jujitsu athletes and turn them into jujitsu athletes. Yeah. When you, when you recruit, when, when a hundred percent of the people that show up for your class are from someone else's school. Yeah. One th- school. R- right. Not like multiple schools. Right. Yeah. It's like, yeah. man, that's kind of suspect, you know? A little bit. <clears throat> so who knows how this will turn out? I'm, I'm hopeful that we can at least be pleasant to each other or something. I don't know. I'm not, yeah. I, I am mad is not the right word. I'm just, I'm shocked or like, I don't, I don't, Maybe I just I feel embarrassed that I don't understand like how we got to here yeah. with without any indication that we were going here. Yeah, a lot of times you know you, you some, there's some lead up to shit. You're like, oh, <laughs> this is the point where things went bad. I did not see a. Yeah. I, I'm embarrassed that I didn't see a, a lead up. Yeah, well, I mean, not only that, man. You know, I haven't been to the evening classes <laughs> since Raylan was born. Also, I've came to one, and that was it. And it's still like I feel the loss of, you know, D coming in here. Whenever he goes downstairs, change, he'll come up here and work out. You know, I can yeah. talk bullshit with him a little bit and stuff. So, I mean, I definitely feel the loss there. I do too. It's been yeah. a, it, it's real weird, man. I don't, but now he had a huge impact on my game, man. I really enjoyed training with D. I really well, did. My understanding is that he feels like I kicked him out. And I, I don't know. We haven't talked. Like I, I sent him a few messages and he just replied back in like very short things. And same. We haven't we haven't talked, you know, but yeah. like uh, I I hope to. I get the feeling that he he feels like I kicked him out when in fact like I'm like nah man I didn't kick you out you literally went and started another team like <laughs> you can't you can't you can't be it's not it listen if you were Terrell is our teammate hmm. Terrell school's like 50 minutes from here yeah and he doesn't uh, some of our students go there on open mat days or something but like. Uh, I don't get the feeling he's trying to recruit our students. Yeah. Like, hey, leave Phoenix and come to come to the yeah, Dungeon yeah. of Doom. Same with TC. I mean, I don't. I, I don't know. I'm not trying to be accusatory. I I, I really no. hope we can work all this out. But I mean, it, that's how a team works. You know right, what I mean? Right, like right. a team with Terrell or Terrell, Terrell, whatever. I call him Terrell. He confuses shit out of me every time I talk to him with something different. He'll, but anyways. He'll accept either. <laughs> yeah. I've been calling him Terrell for like uh, Son of a Grant, Professor Grant. Let's go with that. <laughs> go with that. So anyways, with him, he is always inviting and welcoming. I can't tell you how many times right. he's invited us down there, but it's never been like, hey, man, you shouldn't train Phoenix anymore. You should train here. Right. You know, it's like, hey, man, I'm glad you showed up. Oh, you train with Beber? Cool. Let's get some rounds in. Tell yeah. Beber I said, hey, on your way back. Right, right, you right. Know? Same thing with TC. TC always said that our students have a place at his gym anytime we want to come train. He's always been very welcoming, but it's never been like a sales pitch. You know, like, hey, this is what I can give you over what Phoenix can give you. Right. You know? Well, and and that being said, I mean, as far as I know, none of my students have ever played, ever paid a mat fee at mm-hmm. at either of those places. No, any of those shit. places. Same thing can be said for bread. And, and Brad invites us down all of the course, time. Too, yeah. Right. I've yeah. never I've never paid a single mat fee ever mm-hmm. in my life there. Also, uh I don't charge them a mat fee. Like yeah. I mean, if you're if you're a member of like one of my teammates' uh schools, like, yeah. man, you don't owe me shit. Just come train. 
Mm-hmm. Now, you know, if you're going to come train here four nights a week, Regularly, you should probably yeah, pay, the, yeah. you know, pay the dues or whatever. But like, mm. that probably means you're not training at someone else's academy. Yeah. Uh, so, so I don't know, man. It's been, it's been an interesting, <laughs> been an interesting week for sure. Yeah. Uh, as the Chinese curse says, may you always live in interesting times. And I think we're there. <laughs> I don't know. I hope we get it worked out, man. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if this is something you can repair or not. Yeah, I don't think there'd be bad blood between any of us. Well, it's going. I mean, I'm just being honest. Like, it's going to be hard to to rectify this for me. Like, my my emotions are going to be tangled up in this for a while. Like, how do you? And you know, obviously, there's two sides of every story. Of course, of course. But the big thing is, we haven't heard that other side. Right. I haven't heard anything. Yeah. I'm just out here like, well, what the fuck did I do? Like, why, why, why are you mad? Why are you That's leaving? Good, you know? Yeah. It's, uh, it's been surprising. I will say that. I will also say that it's been, uh, you know, really interesting in that, um, when, 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 uh, I don't know how to say it. Do you remember in, uh, on 9 12, 2001, the day after 9 yeah, 11? Yeah. When every person on in in America had an American flag hanging from their oh, yeah. their fucking porch, and like we were all in solidarity because yep. like this big thing had happened. Yeah, a similar thing has happened at Phoenix. There were like there were like thirty five people at Open Mat yesterday. Really? Yeah. Holy shit, man! Like people I hadn't seen in a while. They were like, man, I, I, you know what's going on? I'm like, I don't know. You tell me. Do you know more than me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't fucking know anything other than what I saw on yeah. Facebook. And, uh, but it's been cool with like kind of, it has had the opposite effect of what, as what, uh, could have happened in yeah. that all of our students have been like, I don't want to say all, I don't know. I don't know how people feel. I'm not trying to, but I'm saying it was interesting to watch like a bunch of people come out for open mat and be like, yo, we're here. Yeah. And that's another thing too, is being inside the situation. You don't know what the perception of people yeah. from the outside looking in is going to be just, either. Yeah. You know, I mean, you I mean it's know. always a crapshoot, you know, with 35 people at open mat, it seems like, you know, okay, things are cool. You know, people are coming out to show their support, but you have no clue, you know? Well, and like you said, it's 25 minutes away. It's probably not going to be it's a huge hindrance. 17 minutes away. I'll Google map it. It's 25. Well, that's what Google said from my house, which is, Oh, yeah, it's like it's eight a couple blocks minutes away, yeah. yeah not very- but when I looked at it, so, I mean, and again, like it doesn't matter if it's a huge interference. It don't matter if it's 25 minutes away or two minutes away. We didn't know. You know yeah. what I mean? That was the big thing was it just caught everybody by surprise. There wasn't like a, hey, guys, I'm thinking about opening up my academy, you know? I would have helped. Which we both would have supported. Yeah, yeah. I, t- I totally would have helped. I would have been like, man, do you need me to help you haul some mats or like, do, you know, oh, shit, construction? Yeah. I got these tools. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Whatever. I would have tried to help. I just... Man, I really would have tried to help. It just—it's sad that this is how it ended up. Yeah, it really is. I'm—I don't know, man. I'm hopeful that. Who knows what the future holds? But I don't know. it's hard to—it's hard to see a positive outcome from this, you know. Yeah. But I mean, I'm sure there will be. But you know, you just—you just think about. I, I can't speak for anyone other than me, but I just—I think about how how I perceive people and it's not how they perceive me you know yeah. i don't know it's it's odd <clears throat> you're right about the perception like i don't know how all of my students feel yeah. i mean some of them might be like yeah bever's a fucking asshole and and it's maybe they're right in in a 
particular situation. I mean, I am an asshole a lot of times. They're right. (laughs) (laughs) They are right. But now, man, I mean, you know, like I said, it just sucks. We'll have to like see D and his crew at competitions and yeah. I mean, hopefully we do some type of like. I don't know, like some type of get-togethers or maybe occasionally at the big-ass jiu-jitsu party or something. I mean, it doesn't seem like he's well, going to be running an academy. He's going to be training with us regularly. You know? I mean, I don't know how to say this, but as of now, like we're not yeah. – you can't come here. You know, like you too. can't have access to my students like if we're not if we're not on good terms, you know. Like yeah. I don't know. I hope uh, – maybe we can be on good terms. I, I hope that that's the case. But for now, I mean <laughs> – uh, if you're, if you're, yes, I, 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 I'm not trying to make it like a, it's not a gang war, you know, yeah. but it certainly it doesn't make good business sense to invite someone as your direct competitor yeah. to, to have access to your students that they already have a relationship with. This just isn't wise, you know? No, I understand that completely, man. So it's I mean, You always got the personal side of things, but whenever something like this pops up, the business side of things kind of have to push well, forward. I mean, you it, know? It, it is, it is an odd business to be in because it's a, uh, it is a business and it is also like your every day you build in depth relationships with people you would have no reason to be friends with other than the fact that you try to fucking strangle each other every single day <laughs> yeah. of your life. Yep. It's, it's a weird, weird culture to be in. Mm. I hope I've been, um, I hope I've been transparent in my, I, you know, several of our students listen to the podcast as often as we put it out. And I, I hope I've done a good job of expressing like that. I, I am a libertarian in, in that I, I don't think there's only one place to train or one place to do things or, no. um, but I hope that, that folks can see that. Well, I mean, I think that would be pretty apparent on how much you're like a vagabond anyways. Yeah. I mean, you, I know, fucking, I mean, you travel everywhere. You train with people hell, I all over it. the East coast, you know, I mean, I, shit, you go to Texas too. You're going on a Texas trip in what beginning of the month. Like April, six days from now, six days to yeah. Texas train. Well, I mean, that's like beginning of the month. No, I know. I'm just saying, I'm just, yeah. I'm thinking in my head, <laughs> yeah. like, damn, I'm leaving on the third, coming back on yeah. the 12th. Speaking of which, if you'd like to cover a class, please contact <laughs> us. <laughs> we have a couple classes that still yeah, need to be covered. They're, covered. they're covered. Are they covered? I got it. Okay. Cool. Uh, Kyrie's going to be here and teach no gi on uh, Tuesday and Thursday, ter- Tuesdays and Thursday nice. nights. That'd be an excellent class. Yeah. Should be good. If you have never learned from Kyrie, you should definitely show up on those nights. He's a wiry little fucker. Yes, he is. <laughs> He's got this like, like a little insane miniature thigh clamp. <laughs> He's got the buns of steel going on. Getting Ashigurami. It is not fun getting out. I have literally tapped to just Ashigurami. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm it feels like, like he's going to break your damn femur. Yeah, I'm like, I can't get my leg back. Yeah. Like, you don't Last time he got me, he got like my cup turned sideways inside of his thigh. And I was about to tap from just smashing my junk. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. Well, that that sort of brings up um, next. Uh, I don't know what day it is. So I'm leaving for Texas on the third. I do uh, not know what day it is. You know, I have like I a plane a to catch that day. I do, but I don't think about it that way. Keep me on. When is that? See, Droid ain't listening to me. I can hold my phone right beside the microphone. That seems weird, though. It's not weird. Apple's like spying on you and shit. Well, they're spying on you, too. You just don't know it. You got to know. Yeah, whatever. They're honest about spying on me. <laughs> That's bullshit. It's about the third. Yeah, it's Saturday. Is that and next Saturday? Coming? Like the following, like a, uh, six days from now? I think it is. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to Texas to train at... Uh, and you'll be going to... The 12th. The 12th. Okay. So essentially like... Saturday to Monday. Yeah. Yeah. The next Monday. Excuse me. <clears throat> right. Yeah. 
um, Rachel and I are going to uh, Houston, and we're going to train at uh, Brian Marvin's Academies in uh, nice. in uh, so interesting. So since the last time I was in Texas, Brian has opened like six academies, and so his main academy is in Houston. Mm. It's actually in Sugarland, which is like a suburb of Houston. It'd be like Longview to Hickory. You know, it's okay. like you wouldn't know the difference. Yeah, You're just yeah. like, oh, there's. So, um, man, it's fucking awesome. It is a great time. Daniel. I'm not checking it out. I know, no, you won't. You won't. No, but, I'm but planning do, a trip to Houston so you can kiss my ass. Well, Because the Onnit Academy is down there, and that's a place I want to visit. So, yes. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure the Onnit Academy is in Austin, Texas. Yeah. You said Sugarland is like an offshoot of Austin, right? No, I said Houston, and you just oh, repeated that. Austin. No, my apologies. No, I know. I, okay, I'm yeah. only saying that because I want. So, you. how far is Austin from Houston? We're going to talk about. Okay. That. So, um, uh, Brian Marvin owns uh, Henzo Gracie Houston, which is yeah. actually Henzo Gracie Sugarland, which is a little bit south and west of Houston. It's like a suburb. Okay. But man. It is fucking and the jujitsu scene in in Texas is banging. I mean, it is it is pretty fucking hot right now. Yeah. And so um, we're going to go there and train at the the main academy. But but Brian has opened like five or six academies on the basically in a straight shot from Houston to Austin. Okay. And um, I think Austin's like maybe two and a half hours from Houston, roughly two hours something yes. like that. It's a pretty good drive. So Rachel and I kind of got a place that's kind of in the center, and we're going to train at all of the academies from Austin to Houston and back. Damn. Like, just to kind of visit. Because a lot of our friends, friends isn't the right word. A lot of the people that we met and we really got along with when we were there, yeah. they have been, they, they have stepped up to be the instructors at these academies. So it's kind of cool. We're going to do like a little tour of the Hinzo yeah. Gracie Association in in Texas. Nice. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Brian has um. <laughs> he's such an odd guy. He's very quiet. He doesn't talk a whole lot. Mm. Um, but I sent him a message. I was like, "Hey, professor, you know, thank you for uh, allowing us to come visit again. Uh, you know, I'm sure you've seen. I got my black belt recently. If you'd like for me to teach a class, like I will gladly do that to to show you my my appreciation of." Like you letting us come teach and or come learn and roll and I'm like yeah I got this whole paragraph typed out yeah. and he's like cool man let me know when <laughs> <laughs> nice that's how talking to him goes though yeah. in person he talks a lot but on the on the on the interwebs you're like uh, does this guy hate me what's going on <laughs> yeah so yeah you're going to cover cool. the morning glasses <laughs> for me right except for I that one so. Tuesday no for. Yeah, the one Tuesday that you're going to be on, yes. But the other ones you're going to cover? Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, yes. And, and then the following Monday, Monday yes. right. Cool. Shouldn't be a What are you going to teach? I don't know yet. We've been going over some uh, back control in the gi, so I'll probably do that on Monday and Wednesday. That sounds and, good. Yeah, Thursday, kind of see what pops up, be a dealer's choice. I'll okay. just ask class what they want to work on. Well, please keep in mind that we need to get some rounds in because we have a tournament coming up. Uh, yep. As a school, which mm-hmm. this is a little bit, we'll, we'll add to that. But as a school, we have committed to doing the uh, the North American Grappling Association, also known as NAGA. NAGA. NAGA, as Gavin says. <laughs> uh, shout out to Gavin. Thank you for the beers, buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the NAGA. Uh, we're, so we're going to do the NAGA, and uh, it is 
April 17th, I think. I think so. I think it's April yeah. 17th. And the cool thing is it's held in Hickory, North Carolina. Right. So we hope to go get the team trophy. The downside of that is I think several of I, – I could be wrong. I, I haven't looked, but I'm pretty sure D is like registered. <laughs> so now – Is he registered under Phoenix? Well, I don't know, or, but oh, okay. uh, I, I mean – I hope he doesn't try to kill me because <laughs> we're in the same bracket. <laughs> yeah. I hope I don't get hurt. <laughs> yeah, it would not be good. Yeah, I wouldn't love that, but whatever. Mm-hmm. We'll just go see how it goes. Yeah, um, yeah, see. Are they showing who's pre-registered on there? They do. I just did don't they? look. I don't okay, care about that. I just I didn't know if Naga did that or not. They do. So okay. uh, most of the kind of, when I say local, I mean not IBJJF tournaments, ha- are mm-hmm. using this thing called Smooth Comp, and you have to register. Smooth Comp is like a – uh, all encompassing. They do new, new breed and Naga and Grapples Quest and all these different yeah. organizations. So you build a profile on, uh, smooth comp. smooth comp. And then these other companies like apply that, that system to their, oh, that's uh, pretty cool. Yeah. So you get like your rankings and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, for me, I don't look at that stuff because I don't want to know who's in my division because, I don't want to get in my head about it, mm. man. If smart move, I, I just want to go do what I do. Mm. I don't worry about who's in the bracket, and I'm just like, fuck it, we'll go see what happens. Yeah. And you know, if, if you get moved up or down or whatever, you just deal with it. Yeah. Yes, you do. <laughs> I mean, I I, 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 I that happens to me all the time. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Daniel. Yep. What else you got? It's six fifty-two. We started. That's Damn, it, that's man. two hours. Fuck. Hour 37, because you're always late. But, yeah. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I wasn't late. And the reason why I wasn't late is because we didn't have a time. Or well, the time is I said I'll be there in just a few minutes. Yeah, yeah, usually. But we didn't decide on that okay. until like 4.52. Cool, so, cool. go fuck yourself. It's actually like 4.20. But, yeah. Got it. See, this you is You live like eight blocks away. People are like, oh. <laughs> listen, our last, our last podcast, Nicole was like, you're such an asshole. I was like, why? He's like, you're always mean to Daniel. I'm like, that fucker's mean to me. <laughs> Why are you? I'm not mean. You're I'm an asshole to accurate. me. No, you're not accurate. You're okay. only accurate when it's when it's gotcha. important to you. <laughs> Anyways, and then I it, think that was a great podcast. I think it was a pretty decent podcast. Yeah, not bad. I hope. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm. I I feel confident in everything that we said today. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to. Uh, are we going to do one next? No, I'm leaving next no, Saturday. It's right? Easter. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're going to be gone, too. I forgot about that. I didn't even know it was Easter. How funny is that? Mm -hmm. And then the following Sunday, I'll be gone. So it'll be like three weeks before we do another podcast. But I'll have plenty of shit to talk about. Cool. You'll still be fucking around and tune in for. Hear what you got to talk about. It is true. It's because you don't do shit, Daniel. I don't, man. Not at all. You ever thought about maybe just doing some shit? Not really. I thought about Then I thought about how I like home. So I do home. You competing at the Nag- the Naga? Yeah, I haven't signed up yet. I'm going to. Are you really? Yeah. Sign up today. Okay. No, do no, it like today. Literally, I'll sign up when I go. Sign up right now. Yeah. I can't On sign air. up right now. It, no, you, you totally can. Why can't you? Huh? Why can't you sign up? Because I can sign up later. That is true that you could. Yes. But you also could sign up on air so that we all I know that you did it. could sign up on air, but it would kind of be boring for people to listen it's to only me boring for, for the other people it's not for, boring for me okay. <laughs> okay did you ever make the post for all of our students to sign up to with the class affiliation how about you don't worry about what i did and you, you sign didn't up. do that 
So well, I've, awesome. I've worked with okay. them individually. Thank you for listening if you made it this far. <laughs> I would like it noted that I have worked with each of our students individually to ensure mm-hmm. that they signed up in the correct way, except Good. for Daniel. Daniel has not signed up yet. I have not. You could totally do that on air right now. I'm sure I could. Why don't you just do it? We're good. Bro, why, why right. are you worried about it? Cool. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. Daniel's a fuckhead. And we'll talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. Bye.